What a pleasure to catch up with this gentleman. Of course, uh, a quarterback for the Syracuse University football team, and as we know, over the past couple of months, has been fighting off cancer. He rang that victory bell recently, and now is just ready to focus on some football. Let's bring him on. Rex Culpepper with us here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Rex, thank you so much for the time. It's a simple question, but it's one everybody wants to know right now. How are you? i tell you what, I am fantastic, and I've never been better. I've never been um, more appreciative to just be alive and be healthy. Rex, you rang that bell recently, and I imagine that's the culmination of a number of things. But what did that mean to you when you got to do that and signify that for now, you know, cancer is always something you have to keep an eye on and monitor, but, you know, you got to claim a victory right there. What was that like for you? Right. I've worked so hard and, you know, just been through an extreme amount of worry and stress. And to finally ring the bell, it kind of, I kind of feel like I left cancer right there where that bell is and I'm far away from it now and I'm completely healthy and it was a magical feeling and the best way I can describe the feeling is it, it felt it felt uh, it felt like beating Clemson you know just the euphoric amazing feeling it was pretty similar to that Rex, what's that process like for you? Because you can't claim a victory, but cancer is something you have to respect. So what is the follow-up? What have the doctors told you? Do you have to go in for visits just to kind of monitor things? What's the process like from here for you now health-wise? Well, as unlucky as I was, I did get lucky that testicular cancer is a curable cancer. So I'm not in remission. I'm completely cured, and I I don't have to go back. Um, So moving forward... It's all about getting back in shape for football, but cancer's in the rearview mirror. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's a 96% cure rate, and that battle is getting through the chemo. So now that I'm through, I'm completely done. Fantastic to hear. And that being said, that had to be scary when you, when you heard that word. Take us back to, you know, how you found out you had cancer and what you were feeling at that time. Did you immediately go into, okay, how do I beat this motor, or what were you feeling at that time? Right. Well, I, I just went in for a, a routine checkup. And they sent me to the hospital to have a ultrasound done. And as soon as the doctor, you know, came back with the ultrasound reading, he, he said, Rex, I, you know, this is extremely hard, but you have testicular cancer and you're also scheduled this time tomorrow for surgery. And so, you know, here I am, I came in just for a checkup and now I found out that I had cancer and I am scheduled for surgery. So I was like, okay, well, well, slow down. Can I call my mom? So I, you know, I immediately called my parents. Um, and they, uh, reached out to Lee Moffat, who's a dear family friend. And he kind of, he kind of created uh Moffat cancer center in Tampa, which has grown to be an amazing, uh, cancer center. So we, we flew down there and got surgery and got squared away with treatment. And my whole attitude about the whole thing was at that point was, I'm, you know, I'm not going to let cancer affect me. I'm going to, you know, respect it. But at the same time, I'm going to keep everything going in my, you know, in my life, uh, so that was my that was my mindset at that time. Rex, for people that don't know, and you can speak from experience having gone through this now, is testicular cancer something that can affect young men? I, I've heard that it's something that can you know strike somebody of your age. It can really affect anybody, of course, uh, you know, of any age. But it seems like it's it's one of those cancers that can that can get you even if you're in great physical shape like you are. Even if you're you, know, you feel you're you know twenty twenty one twenty two years old, you're in the best shape of your life. You know you feel indestructible in a way. But it's something that really can get anybody at that age, right? Right. When when you hear cancer, you definitely think of you know old age or even unhealthy lifestyle. But 
Testicular cancer is unique in that it is most common in younger males. I think it's 16 to 35 um, is like one of the risk factors. And I had no idea about that. So when I found out I had cancer. I said, there's no way I'm 20 years old. Um, and come to find out that's actually one of the most uh, susceptible ages to testicular cancer. Rex, when you found out, of course, you mentioned you called your your parents and you wanted to go through the surgery, and then you get in, into the treatment plan, and it was kind of a whirlwind. You were going through spring football at the time, but, you know, was there somebody you reached out to or reached out to you that was really a great guide for you, gave you great advice on, on how to handle a situation like this? Because it, it seems like that, you know, people that have gone through cancer, they're the best guides for people that are going through it because they can tell you exactly what to expect. Right. Um, and I was blessed that a teammate of mine who I, you know, he and I were extreme rivals on the ping pong table, <laughs> but also fantastic friends. He, uh, he had gone through the exact same treatment as I did or that I was going to go through. And he had testicular cancer when he was in high school. Um, and that was an incredible resource for me because I've seen him. I mean, he's beat me in ping pong. He's got to be doing something right. That's not easy. So, you know, he's in great shape. He's working out with the team. And uh, Nolan Cooney was a, a, an amazing resource for me to have to be able to talk to, to find out, you know, hey, this is what the doctor's telling me that I'm going to feel, but what am I really going to feel? And, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I can't thank him enough for the, you know, the support that he gave me and the knowledge that he was able to help me with. Syracuse quarterback Rex Culpepper is our guest here. So you had a, a great mentor. You knew what to go through. The treatment is happening. But before you rang that bell, Rex, there was a moment at the Syracuse football spring game. And it's interesting because I talked to Coach Babers a couple days before that. I brought up your name. He was very cautious. He didn't want to you know, put you at risk for anything because you know, everything was just kind of happening at that time. But lo and behold, they found a way to get you on the field. What a moment it was. You take me through that when you got on the field and you threw that touchdown pass. Um, well, it was it was obviously you know an amazing outcome, but I had actually spoken to Coach Babers the day before, and I asked him, "Hey, Coach, you know I feel great, I'm healthy. I really, you know, you think you could put me in the spring game?" And he told me, "No way, you're not doing that. <laughs> you haven't practiced. It's for your own good. You know, I don't want you to go out there and get hurt. You haven't been running around." Um, so then I was pretty bummed. Uh, I still told him that I wanted to dress out and warm up and just kind of be a part of the team rather than being on the sideline in street clothes because I've had to do that for a year of high school, and that was, you know, obviously not what I wanted to do. Um, but we got towards the end of the spring game, and a certain coach who I have to, you know, I have to protect him and remain keep that confidential, but he told me to start warming up, and I, was, I had butterflies in my stomach. I was like, no way. You know, if I'm warming up, that's got to mean something's happening. And then my coach Babers stops the play in the middle and called me out of the field. And I was, you know, I, I teared up. And the standing ovation was amazing. And then, you know, I was I wasn't expecting to drive right down the field, but you know, I guess once you do something so many times, you got some muscle memory, and it felt like a it felt like a movie to me driving down the field and throwing that touchdown. And then the way the team responded that just goes to show you the type of boys that. Coach Babers is recruited. I mean, we have a fantastic team, um, unbelievable teammates who have supported me throughout this entire thing. Um, 
And that situation, that whole just moment, spring game and signing autographs afterward, that was extremely special, and I can't even put it into words. Now, on that note, uh, you get to move on and, and focus on a little football now. We're here in the middle of summer, but training camp will be here before you know it. So uh, what's up ahead here for you uh, in the summertime? You're going to be training with your teammates and just getting ready for the season? Yes, sir. I actually just got done with my first workout today. Um, Coach E cooked something special up for us, so needless to say, um, he's going to whip me back into shape pretty quickly. And then come August 1st, I'm full go and I'm ready to compete in camp and get ready for a special season. What's it like in that quarterback room, Rex? Because you've got a lot of talent there, yourself included. Of course, Eric Dungy coming back from injury. We're all wondering about Tommy DeVito and what he can bring to the table. You've certainly got a lot of competition there, but what's the rapport like in that room? How does that competition kind of bring out the best of everybody? Right, so from the outside, you would probably think that there's tension in the room or that, you know, there's, right, that there would be tension in the room, but I just, we don't make the decisions that the coaches do. So, you know, the way that we treat each other doesn't have an effect really on, you know, who's going to play. So we have become the closest of friends. We go through a lot of the same things, just being quarterbacks. Um, so being back in that quarterback room was a special moment for me as well, because when they're joking around, talking about girls, just being football players, being guys. And it, it, it was just really special. And there's no animosity between any of us. Obviously, we're all super competitive, and I'd say that the peak of our, you know, competitive nature comes out more when we do, like, post-practice competitions more than it does just around the facilities when, you know, we're hanging out. Rex, uh, this offense has certainly, you know, been like shot out of a cannon the last two years. The points and the records that have been set, it's been fascinating to watch. But what do you anticipate in year three here? You've got a couple big receivers to replace and Steve Ishmael and Irv Phillips. You've got an experienced offensive line. You've got a couple great running backs coming back. What's kind of your early view of what the offense can be in 2018? Well, I know one thing. I know it's going to be fast. We got weapons. We got a big O line. We got, you know, Eric coming back. I know it's going to be fast, and Coach Babers is going to cook something special up for every team that we play, and I'm really looking forward to it. Rex, it was a pleasure to catch up with you. Everybody was rooting you on. So happy to hear you're doing well and you're ready to just dive right into football. And, and when we heard you ring that victory bell, uh, it rang uh, throughout Syracuse, New York. Trust me, and every Syracuse football fan out there. Thanks for your time. Best of luck going forward. We'll definitely catch up soon, my friend. Thank you very much.